Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Ben Spangle, an entrepreneur, speaker, seminar leader, coach, and the host of the podcast, The Pursuit. And Ben, Ben? Yeah. Ben built a financial service company for the last 15 years and got really heavy into the personal growth along the way and then became fascinated by how our mind works, how our emotions work, and how we can actually create the dream life by reprogramming us. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ben, love that, dude. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. It's great to be here. Hey, yeah. so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on that and let us know, you know, one, where your business is today and you know, the kind of people that you love working with the most? Yeah, absolutely. So I, like you said in the intro there, I mean, for me, it was... I, when I got into business, I was excited about the possibilities. I never really considered that I could be an entrepreneur. I never really considered that I could make big money, but you know, you always got to have a dream in your head. And then that led me into personal development. And, uh, as, as I mentioned, I became obsessed with that stuff and really studying it, learning it. And, but I was doing all that stuff and I was not getting results. So I'm working my business. I'm working this, I'm working my business. I'm working that. And then it just wasn't happening. And then it was about three years later into my entrepreneurial journey that I went to my very first seminar, uh, T. Harv Eker's Millionaire Mind Intensive. And I actually met my wife at that seminar. That's where we met. So, um, but I learned all about this idea of that, you know, to truly reprogram uh, your mind, to deprogram and reprogram. So then I started working on that and it was amazing. I mean, I was fascinated by what happened over the next few years. My life really took off to all new levels. My business took off to all new levels. And so then I became even more hooked on this subject. So fast forward, that was a long time ago. That was you know 12 years ago now. Uh, fast forward today, I've got a financial service agency. We have about 80 licensed insurance agents uh, in our company there. And then I really, for a long time, I knew I wanted to start teaching this stuff in the public world. So not just in my mm-hmm. own private business, but in the public world. Um, but put it off for long enough. And then about 18 months ago, I got started doing that in terms of seminars and speaking and workshops and and so that's where I am today. And now I do one-on-one coaching as well and uh, limited limited amount to that. But uh, but that's where I'm at today. Oh, man, fantastic. We, we were joking uh, offline before the show about how our journeys are so, so similar. And to hear that you met your wife at a seminar, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're mirroring again. That's how, exactly how I met Katie. It's when Is that I right? started following this intuition, this there's something here that I want. You know, I, yes. I came through the the hustle and the grind of the yep. the marketing and design and user experience world. And I was like, surely if I just hustled through, that would be enough. Yeah. Once I understood that mindset, that actually there's a better way, a different way 
um yeah that opened my world up to a whole range of new stuff so um yeah i, I think that's fascinating what what good comes from what happens when you say yes you said yes to business you said that yes yeah. to you and yeah. your whole world changed Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's interesting to bring that up to the hustle and grind. And what's funny is, is that my life changed so dramatically in this window of time, but yet then over the next few years, I kind of got stuck back in that hustle and grind mode uh, uh -huh. again and creating, creating, you know, by that, not really understanding that there is this better way, even though my life had changed, I was still stuck in that paradigm a bit. Yeah. Um, and then in 2017, I had some big breakthroughs where I'd been very frustrated. My business had plateaued. We were doing well, you know, I mean, we had a seven figure business. We were doing really well, but we had plateaued and mm -hmm. um, it, uh, you know, for almost four years. And then one day I'm reading this book in a Bob Proctor book. And it reminded me of things that I had done in the past, but had stopped doing, uh, re-triggered some things. And, and then from 2017 onward, it went from kind of hustle and grind to more flow. How do mm -hmm. we start to access those higher states of awareness higher states of consciousness and create more with our mind and less with our physical effort. So it's it fascinated me to an even another level now of how do we start to draw more things into our life than just force things in. And I think probably a lot of people listening, a lot of people want that too. I mean, most people don't wake up. So I want to work super hard for the rest of my life, seven days. I mean, that's not most people's dream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want to touch back on something you said. I mean, you, you went through this, you evolved, you changed, and then you kind of stopped doing some things that you knew were good. And it's only yeah. when you caught yourself in the moment, it might've been sort of gradual, a sort of gradual process, but crumbs to be able to catch yourself in the moment and go, ah, oh, you're numpty. I know all these things are good for me. Yeah. Yet I went back yeah. into this because, you know, you've had years and years and years of working the other way, just like I did. And it's mm -hmm. not an overnight, you don't just change. You no. still have to continue to evolve as your, your business evolves. And the easiest way to come back to is the habits, what worked yeah. before. And yeah. we find ourselves reverting back to sort of that, that sort of animal sort of nature. Sounds yep. like that's exactly what you went through. That's exactly it. I mean, you, I mean, you know this too, but a lot of these mental programs are very strong. And, you know, we can, a good example, anyone, everyone's tried to do this. You want to change your physical health. And they do it for a while, you know, you're exercising, you're eating better, you're everything. And then, but then they find themselves three months later, four months later, five months later, back to where they were, because a lot of these old habits, these mental programs, and they can be in any area are super strong, right? They're yeah. really strong. They're really ingrained in there. And so when, when you're putting enough conscious effort on it, things can change, but sometimes we do revert back to our own ways. And I kind of, I equate a lot of it to like the stock market. You know, the stock market is always up and down. Volatility is always there, but the trend is always upward. And, and that's, I believe life is like, life is always for progress. Life is always for advancement. So you're going to go through these ups and downs, but even when you reach that new low, it's mm. higher than the previous ones. And you're at a better launching point to move forward. Yeah. And you're going to have the same problems the same challenges reappear the same fear doubt guilt all these things but yeah. at a different level so you step up you've gone from this level of business to the next level you've got more employees you've got more mm. clients more systems mm. there's a new level which means hey new problems and they all start to rear their head again so mm -hmm. um how have you found that as you sort of grown through and then hit next level and then without mm. that um self-judgments the guilt of i should have i thought i fixed this 
back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, here it is again, imposter syndrome or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think a couple of things. One, one that comes to mind is one of the biggest ones for years was um, just the idea that, you know, I'll be happy when. And uh, for years it was this way. And I don't think I use that exact word that I'll be happy when, but it was always that over there was better than here. And so I'd have these goals, things I want to do in my business, financially, primarily business and financial back then. And then I would hit that thing and, you know, it was never as good as I thought it was going to be. You know, it was never, I mean, the feeling so temporary, you feel good for a day or two, maybe a week at best. Mm. And, and then now what? Um, and so, I mean, that was a good part of a decade of my life of living that oh, way. Now, now what? That phrase, now what? Yeah. Oh, when you reach your your goals. I mean, life is a continuous journey. To have these goals is quite yeah. um, tough to get there. Like, okay, well, I've got that now. I've got the house, got the, the family, got the car, mm-hmm. got the job. Oh, but I'm still not fulfilled. What the That's fuck right. is that about? That's tough. Totally it is. Yeah, it's it's really tough. And and, you know, so for me, that was a big challenge for sure, was next milestone, next milestone. Then finally realizing that, that it doesn't matter what the milestone is. It's not about that. Um, so, I mean, that was a challenge for sure. In terms of imposter syndrome, syndrome, I remember starting, I was 21 when I started in business and in the financial industry too, right? So lots of mm-hmm. who am I to, you know, who's going to want to listen to me? I mean, I'm 21. And then you fast forward as I began my, you know, speaking career even too, outside of my business. Um the very same thoughts, which is hilarious because, but the very, who's going to want to listen to me, you know, who, who, and I still, to, to be honest, to this day, I still, even as it's grown a little bit, I still struggle with that sometimes of, all right, well, look at all these people and what they've done. I mean, I'm not yeah. where they are. Well, yeah. let's, let's double up on that. Can you sure. think back to when you first started that, that the, the speaking part of your career and yeah. when you had those voices, what, what were they truly saying? Um, what did it stop you from doing? And how were you able to start to manage and overcome this? Yeah, I mean, I think some of it was, yeah, I just haven't achieved enough yet. Um, You know, once I've achieved more, uh, once I'm at X income, once I've done this, then I'll be able to go and, you know, have credibility and and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so those kind of thoughts were just having not achieved enough. Why would people want to listen? Um, you know, and then listening to some outside influences too of that very thing. You know, you should get to this point first before you go and do it. And listening from people that had never done what I wanted to do. Mm. You know, they'd never gone on and started a speaking career or anything, right? But but listening to them. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, what did that cause me to do? It caused me to do nothing. I sat on my friggin' ass for two years about it. I had this, you know, calling in my heart. And, and you know what I'm talking about, but where it just won't go away. And it wasn't for two years I had that calling. I mean, for the very first time I saw my first speaker at an event, I thought one day that's going to be me. That was, you know, 14 and a half years ago. Um, but really intense, nagging, won't go away. You're meant to do this. This is something you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, not right now. Not right now. I'm not ready. Our business isn't ready. We got to, you know, what if it falls apart? The other business, right? So those are some of the thoughts. And so it caused me to be two things. Number one, I did nothing about it. Number two, I was very unhappy. Uh, and was the reflection was not only was I not taking action on the dream, the calling in my mm. heart, but number two, I was not being remotely close to my best self and yeah, my, yeah. my other business either. So that then has a knock-on effect to you personally of it then starts to snowball, starts to actually tell you reasons why this in fact is true. 
Um, that's a tough place to be. So what was it that got you out of that? What, what helped you to make those next steps? Yeah, it was my 35th birthday. And uh, my wife and I uh, rented a hotel in town. Uh, my mom watched our kids and rented a hotel in town. And uh, we went away. And the next morning, I was um, writing in my journal and just kind of reflecting. And the thought came to me because I knew I was going to build this brand, you know, speaking and seminars and coaching and everything. Well, not coaching originally, but speaking at seminars. And, um, but I was going to build this brand, but the thought came to me, okay, I'm 35 now. Uh, if I don't start now, when am I going to start? Do I wait until I'm 40? Do I wait till I'm 45? Do I wait till I'm 50? Then I had this thought, you know, what if it took 10 years to build the brand that I want to build? You know, and then I'm, mm-hmm. you know, a decade later. And then the last thought that helped, and I, I've used this various times in my life. And I think, reflecting on our own human mortality is a powerful process. But man, what if I died at 45 and I never. Man, I just got started, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that was it. So what's funny is I had all these thoughts. Okay, I'm going to do something about it. That's my 35th birthday, which is July. And I did nothing. Then December that year, six months later, I thought, okay, I'm actually going to start doing some speaking. And then I had attracted, it was funny. I made the decision next month, somebody reached out to me, an old acquaintance. Hey, we have an event coming up, wondering if you could come speak at it. And so that kind of started my first, even though I hadn't done much, it attracted the first one. Another six months goes by after that, do nothing with it. Finally, I was like, man, fuck this. I've got to do something about this. I've got to actually start. I knew I wanted to do seminars. So I booked my first venue. All right, it's paid for, it's booked. At least we got to do it. We got a date. Now let's start going. And that's how it started. Nice. Love that. Love yeah. that. It's such a journey that I feel people at home can sort of see themselves on. Maybe you've not started, maybe you're doing that. But the one thing in that was the declaration that you made. Once you mm. make a declaration to um, the universe, God, source, yep. whatever yep. it might be, yep. then what drops in? Normally what drops in is a challenge. Mm. So do you, you really want it? Or an opportunity, mm. which is like, hey, you say you want this, yep. it's right in front of you. And yep. it's like, oh, shit, I, yep. yes. Yes, yep. I. Then you enter level two. So level one yeah. is getting yourself ready, getting yourself the ability. Level two is okay. How do you find the energy, the motivation, the drive, the um, the oomph to keep going and actually do the thing that you say you want to do? So, mm-hmm. um, and I guess this is what you help your clients with to mm-hmm. be able to unlock what it is that they need to move forward. So, what is it that you find traditionally they? your clients find that they come up against? Yeah, it's a great question. I think there's a few things. If I think of kind of the main starting points with virtually everybody and anything they want to do, number one is that people often have vague ideas of what it is they want. There might be something that they're they're wanting, but they're not super clear on it. So clarity to me is always a starting point, right? Clarifying, 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 clarifying. And uh, Brennan Burchard's book, High Performance Habits, uh, helped me a lot because I, I've always been fascinated by this. I'm always thinking about what do I want next? What do I want next? Writing about it, thinking about it, you know, planning all that stuff. Mm. And I, the idea of clarity is that there's a mistaken belief that somehow one day you're going to have perfect clarity on it. No, it's a constant process of seeking clarity, continually asking, who do I want to become? What's the next step? What am I, all these kind of things. So number one is clarity. And mm. then number two, where we look next to though, is that the beliefs, what are the ones that are serving me and what are the ones that are holding me back? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know this in the work that you've done. I mean, so much. I mean, people have, a, we have a lot of mistaken beliefs or a lot of things we've adopted that are not helping us. A lot of things that are holding us back from moving into 
that next level of life. And often those beliefs that are holding us back are accompanied by some kind of fear. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, you know, in terms of what's what's holding people back more than anything, and myself included, why did I take two years to to start? Right? Why did it take two years of, okay, I'm actually going to do something and actually go and do it? Well, I mean, it was all, you know, stories I was making up, right? It was fears. And I think that's for almost everybody, what's holding them back. You know, the truth is you can do pretty much anything. It's not a question of your ability. You're an unlimited spiritual being. So of course you can, you can create whatever you want. But when we're telling the wrong story, when we're hanging on to these old stories, and then we're stuck in the fears of the what ifs. Mm, Then the comfort just feels, ooh, even more comfortable. And it's like, we can convince, we can justify why. Oh Oh, yeah. Why you put it off until December, right? Yeah, 100%. Well, and it's so easy now too to distract ourselves. All we got to do, I start feeling that feeling, that nagging feel. Okay, well, I'll check Instagram. You know, I'm, I'm going to check my email and we get away from it. But there's something inside of every single one of us that we're meant for. There's, a, there's this chapter of your life. I don't think you're meant for necessarily one thing, but that next chapter of your life, the thing that's calling you to be greater, to do greater, the thing that you're wanting, this kind of like nagging urge that something is meant to be different than how I've been living. I think we all have that at different times, right? Yeah, the ability to be able to follow your intuition and listen to it and actually hear it and then to empower yourself with the ability to walk towards it. So you said about it's about clarity. You said it's about beliefs. Is that that your two steps? Is that it or is there another part to that? I would say that's just where typically we're going to start, right? Looking at that stuff. But but I think a lot of too is that on the idea of intuition, Mark, is... um, you know, we all have everyone watching, everyone listening. I mean, you have you have the power within you to do what you need. You have the answers within you, and to me, that's what coaching's about. That's what all this stuff. Any of the you know, listening to this podcast, it's to help you reclaim more of that personal power. It's to help you recognize that you are the person. You're the one that can go go and create it. Uh, sometimes we forget that we've forgotten that, and so we're not living that way. But that's really what it's about. So then. To my point, though, what's another step that somebody could take is, okay, I've got a vision now. I'm clear on what I want. I've looked at, you know, what is it that I'm believing that might be holding me back? What do I want to believe or what would be an empowering belief to have? And then the next thing is, is and it kind of ties in high to the, uh, the previous one, but is who do I need to become? And so a great mm. exercise, this is a great intuitive exercise, is if you could imagine yourself, your future self, here you are. This is you. You've built the business that you want. You got the family you want. You're living the life that you want. You're feeling the way you want to feel. And you imagine yourself as the future self. What were the changes that you needed to make? And you can almost have this conversation, future self, current self, what are the changes you need to make? It's amazing. I'm sure you've done exercise like this, but it's amazing the answers that come. And that idea of intuition, intuitively, we do know. Yeah. Hey, I love that. I'm just dropping a little practice here that just to expand on that. So yeah, the meditations where you do tap into your future self and feel mm-hmm. into it to want that mm-hmm. connection and say that you're ready for your future self to pass back little nuggets of advice or how you got there. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's like a gazillion future selves. So you want to pick the one that you actually yeah. do want to be around, the one that you That's right. do want with the life that you are looking for um, yeah. and then feel your way through there. But yeah. That ain't going to work until you go the opposite way around. So go back, think about your past self, drop mm. 
back nuggets of advice to that person. Now we're tapping into sort of gratitude and appreciation. But mm. to be able to go back to that person who's scared, the person where you are on your 35th birthday, and be able to hold space for, <laughs> dude, I know you're terrified and you're scared, but trust me, oh my gosh, this gets so much better. Mm. I truly believe that then you'll be able to remember a time when you were 35, that you had this pang, you had this feeling of it's okay, it's something. I believe that's you now sending the message back to how to mm. say it's good. So then now you're giving messages backwards you're going to be able to receive them forwards because that's a process that you've done. So I like to complete the full picture. You gave half, whether that's your full process, I don't know, but it's too good an opportunity not to drop this in where guys, everyone at home, do the future, but do the past. Mm. Send messages back and forwards. You can't just keep on receiving. You have to give. There's mm. the duality. So uh, I love that. Man. I've never heard that. And I've never tried it. I'm going to do that for sure. I done. I'll oh, give it a shot. It's beautiful. I'm going to do that 100%. Yeah, thanks for sharing and that. And back to logical Mark, who wasn't into mindset all those years ago. Mm -hmm. One of the areas that got me to move forward is, you know, all of this woo stuff, spirituality, even if it doesn't work, if it only makes me feel better right now, right. isn't right. that worth it? 100%. I think that statement alone is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's... The, it's one of the things I teach people too, is this idea, feeling's the most important part, right? Hands down, the way we feel is the most important part. But if everything we were talking about was a bunch of BS, if it made you feel better, great, right? It's yeah, not a bunch of BS. Spirit or higher power or the quantum yeah. realm, if yeah. all that stuff was rubbish, yeah. yeah. but this thing happens, then sure it's worth it. And then it starts right. to open the door to yeah. being in that receiving zone. And uh, Oh, yeah. One of the things that really, and I'm talking to you about it, I know you were in that same place as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that the more you study these ideas, the more you practice them, the more you apply them, the more you can't deny. So right now, you know, you might be a little skeptical, maybe, but the more you practice it and study, if you just feel better, that's great. But trust me, the more you do it, the it's amazing. It's amazing how much. Yes. Dude, the, the woo, it's just science that hasn't been proven yet. I mean, we can pack into yes. the, we can talk about brainwaves, we can talk about neurochemicals, we can talk about the nervous yep. system. Yeah, yep. we can go deep onto that and it's got science behind it. But yep. you know that experiential understanding to really experience something, even though it's mm. intangible, that mm. morning you wake up and you're in a badass mood and you mm. wonder why clients keep canceling or this didn't mm -hmm. quite work out. There mm -hmm. is no logical reason for it. But if that consistently happens, there's your experience. Now you're tapping into to that part. So there's all different yeah. ways that you can notice it for yourself. Yeah. 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 And I think one of the biggest traps that um, we all fall into, um, but is what you just said is that okay, you're noticing the experience. And if you can, if you can make the correlation between the way I've been thinking, feeling and the experience, that's great. Often one of the biggest traps in my opinion is where we're noticing our experience. Our experience is not what we want it to be. And then we're thinking about that in a negative way, which causes us to feel less than empowering emotions. And it becomes this cycle of noticing the experience. I don't like it. I shouldn't be that way. You've got all these judgments about it. You feel bad. And then all that does is recreate circumstances to bring very similar experiences into our life. And then you see, well, I told you, I, it's this is the way my life is. The self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it sucks in, in a lot of ways that so many people live their whole 
lives like that, not recognizing their creators of their creators of their life, but instead they're victims to the circumstances. But the interesting thing is that the only reason why it keeps happening is because they keep thinking and feeling in the same way, which can only reproduce similar actions mm -hmm. and attraction. There's no other way. I mean, you it 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 just doesn't work in a different way. Yeah, I love the way you wrap that up. Beautiful, but. Well, at this point, we, we've been talking a lot about they and them and what you should do, right? We're yeah. taking this sort of higher ground. What I want to yeah. do is sort of rebalance the scale here and you know, talk about, you know, so you've leveled up hugely, built your businesses, got in a new direction, been more public and visible, done the thing that you say you want to do. Mm -hmm. So we know that you're not fixed. You're not going to have mm -hmm. nothing going on, that life is you know, unicorn farts and rainbows. Yeah. What, where are you right now at the level where, what is the clarity that you're looking for? What are the beliefs that are holding you back? Or chances are you may not be aware of them because if you did, you would probably be working towards them. So yeah, what, where are you going now? What's holding you back in this moment? And you may not have been able to look at this in that, this kind of detail before. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, where I still struggle at times is one is because I can't see all the steps and all the how is still doubting at times, you know, and it's not like a daily thing. I'm like, Oh my God, you know, is it ever going to happen? But there's definitely an element to that that comes up sometimes those fears of, you know, is it, it can actually happen the way I want to, you know, it, it really, am I going to be able to, that's part of it. Um, and then, you know, the other thing, so uh, sometimes you, well, I grew up never having money and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was always a struggle and everything. And then even as I progressed in my life, uh, you know, I'm in a place in my life where I have more than I've ever had, uh, but I still have fears of losing it, you know, not having enough to do the things we want to do. And uh, which is, it's funny to say it out loud, um, but those would be two things. Yeah. Okay. So it's the doubts. Yeah. Because you can't see the root. I you so you're very logical with mm. the way you want to. I need to see this. I need to see this. So that's rub in on the roller coaster. I get that you you self-coach and self-mentor so that you can uh mm. come on, you know better than this. And then you sort of level out. Um, but you yeah. still find yourself in in those dips and the scarcity. Yeah. yeah. The financial. Yeah. I mean, what decisions does that allow or control you to make right now that's like oh if i didn't have this i'd be making so many different decisions yeah that's a great great question um you know i think you know if that wasn't there i think i'd be taking more empowered action on uh you know the next steps of um various things so i'll give you an example we're uh we're in the process of building a new cabin uh, which i'm very excited about and many times, you know, I've thought to myself, where, you know, where's the money going to come from? How, how are we going to go and get it? And, and from that state, I know that when I'm like that, I mean, I don't, I'm not reaching out in either of the businesses more, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. just kind of shrinking. So if that wasn't there, what would it allow me to do? I think it would just allow me to be more free. I think it allowed me to, uh, you know, make, take more of the next steps. Mm. Yeah. And then if you're taking more of the next steps, if you're releasing a little bit of that, what's that going to bring in for you? You know, the word that comes to mind is freedom. Um, 
Yeah. Something I'm working on more in my life is just trusting more, tr surrendering more, trusting the process more that rather than having to have it all figured out, just move forward, take that next step. Nice. So again, this is what I wanted to sort of focus in on because even though, yeah, we, we both had the same journey, even though we've gone through you know, thousands and thousands of hours and dollars of learning and evolving and taking the time and making all the mistakes mm -hmm. to find the right way and coaching people through it themselves. You've still hit a level where it's that trust. It's yeah. that trust. There is that lingering challenge that you're leveling up. It's never not going to go away. You're never going to hit yeah. the next level and be like, I know the answer to this level. You've never yeah. played it before. So that's right. I love that you've been able to explore that and share that side side of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this is an illusion that we have and that I had too is that, you know, once you're there, I would look at these people that I admired so much and what they built and you know, they've just got it all together and everything. And it was actually at, uh, uh, you know, Robin Sharma, I was at one of his seminars and I'm not sure when it was 2013, 2014, something like that. He says, I coach mm -hmm. billionaires and he talked about all these people that he coaches, the top athletes. And he said, most people think they never have bad days. You know, they never fall off. And he goes, that's not true. I mean, they do, right. They just get back on track quicker. That's all. And that made a big impact on me. Um, but yeah, you're right, Mark. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter how much you've achieved or what you've gone to in that level of awareness. The minute you want to go to something further, you haven't done it before. So how could you know how, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and good for you. you, you want to progress, you want to move forward. So everyone yeah. out there, whether you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur, CEO, you're trying to exit your business, you're trying to go to that next level, which is new, which is different. So it's yeah. not the same problem. It's a new one. It may be the yeah. similar sort of twang. He comes in with like a fake mustache and fake glasses. You yeah. know this challenge. It's just at the next level. So you're never yeah. going to not have challenges. It's how, as you said, it's how, how it knocks you down. It's how yeah. you approach these in a way that continues to help you move forward. Beautiful. Yeah. Story. Yeah. I was, uh, I'll give a quick example. Last week I was in uh, Las Vegas. Um, David Meltzer has a TV series called Office Hours. And to, it was a crazy story how it all came about, but to make a long story short, um, I got invited down to come down and there's some networking the day before. And, you know, he mm -hmm. goes, maybe, we can, maybe we can even get you on the show. And so I came down and there's some, you know, if you're in the business community, there's some pretty big names here at this thing. And so I get there and there's people I've watched from afar that, you know, icons in my mind. And, uh, and I was really uncomfortable. I was really nervous. My, my nature is much more introverted than extroverted. Uh, you know, networking is never, it's just not my jam. You know, I haven't done a lot of it. Um, and, but I got there and I'm, you know, trying to have conversations with people and I'm normally a pretty, pretty communicative guy, but I was struggling with it. I was having a hard time and it was just, yeah, so the day ended, it was fine. And I was talking to my wife on the phone that night and I thought, man, I realized that I, you know, this was a great opportunity for growth. It was very outside my comfort zone. It was, you know, nervous in a lot of situations that I hadn't felt like that in years. And uh, I thought, okay, tomorrow's a new day because tomorrow's the day I'm going to meet a whole bunch more people. I'm going to be on the show tomorrow and I'm going to approach it in a different way. And it was amazing how, you know, one day of being significantly less than who I would have liked to have been in that situation, if that makes sense, the confidence, mm -hmm. everything, right? To then the next day, entirely different, just realizing, all right, that's how it went. Great learning from this, how am I bringing it tomorrow? 
and then put into a different situation. I've done, you know, tons of podcasts, never been on TV yet. Now here I am on TV. And that was an entirely different experience. And being the first guest I was interviewing was totally, my heart had not raced like that since probably the very first time I ever did a public talk, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but then settling into it too. It was a great example for me of that. When you put yourself in new experiences, um, you know, I mean, you're just, you're going to have nerves and excitement and all of that. And it's part of the growth process. Yeah. I love that. And at that point, it's about setting that foundation. Mm -hmm. set the foundation set the framework for this is now where i'm at for yes. your beliefs your stories your promises all these things on that level because it's yeah. so easy to slip back down so you had the the benefit of you had a day two yeah that's right in day one it's not like yeah. that was it and it's gone it's like you were given the gift of okay yeah. you could have done it better you've now got a chance to do you want to and you mm -hmm. rose to it so that's a fantastic mm -hmm. story um i think mm -hmm. beautiful way to end this interview thank you so much my pleasure. My pleasure. One last thought I'll leave you with that too, is that as I met, you know, some of these people that here was this imposter syndrome too. Who am I? Look at what these guys have done. You know, yeah. you got like the top bodybuilder in the world. I mean, some of the top business people. And, uh, but what I noticed, this is one thing reflected talking to them, getting opportunity, opportunity to have cars. They're normal people. They're just like you. They're just like me They're You know, it was no different. And that was, that was really one of those things I knew but then to experience it was, hey, they're just like anybody else. Love that. Yeah. Beautiful. Hey, Ben, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for your time with us all today. My pleasure, Mark. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. If people want to find out more about you and what you're speaking and your coaching, where can they yeah. find you? Uh, two places that are best. Instagram's best for social platforms. So it's just at Ben Spangle, B-E-N-S-P-A-N-G-L. And then they can also go directly to my website, benspangle.com. Those are the best two places. Awesome stuff. Well, Ben, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.